0: Good morning, I'm Wimala. I don't know if you could see me trying to rearrange where my head was within <laughs> in relationship to the other heads in the picture. We are having a morning, just a solid rain. It's rained during the night and now we're just, we have rain scheduled pretty much for the rest of the day. So hope you're getting enough rain where you are. We, we certainly are and we're grateful for it. Um, but it's kind of a dreary gray day, just, uh, we've had beautiful sun all week, and now we are, (laughs) yeah, we are, we're getting just the opposite today, it all fits in. Today, I want to uh, read a little bit first, and then we'll sit. So I want to go uh, skip through the rest of the introduction in Sylvia Borstein's book, Pay Attention for Goodness' Sake. Um, It's her book about the five, the ten paramitas, or the ten perfections, or we sometimes call them the ten bodhisattva vows. These are the qualities of the Buddha. And these are the beautiful qualities. They're the qualities of the heart, some people say. The the 10 qualities, and we'll read a little bit about each one. Generosity, morality, renunciation, wisdom, Energy, patience, truthfulness, determination, loving kindness, and equanimity. So, if you study from the suttas or from uh, Buddhist teachers that you like and know, um, if you study these qualities, you will find out most of what you need to know, I think, about the Buddhist teachings. Here is the way she introduces uh, when when she was do when she started doing retreats on the five, the ten paramitas, she introduced her retreats by saying, everything depends on attention, on paying attention. We'll work with each paramita individually, but let's first establish a foundation of mindfulness, balanced, clear, moment to moment attention. We could choose anything that's happening right now to pay attention to, but let's use the experience of breathing. Breath is an immediate, reliable connection to the present moment. It's always happening, and it's ordinary, predictable, and repetitive. Limit your attention to just the breath and by doing that it calms the mind down you don't need to do anything at all think of it as a kindness to your mind like a sabbath so that's how she would start so why don't we do let's do that first we'll sit and then we'll read we'll get into maybe the first few so the news is still crazy there's still suffering in the world many of us are feeling men, you may be we all may be having certain having suffering in our lives in certain areas that we're trying to deal with or have given up on dealing with so just having this time to spend some minutes Letting go of all that is really a good way to find some balance in our lives. Keep us coming back, coming back, coming back to that clear mind, knowing it's possible. So, um, just close your eyes, roll the shoulders back, Take a few deep breaths, just to bring yourself to the present moment. Really be in the moment. And all the parts of you, your mind, your body. Let your breath be the object of your practice That just means that's where we want to focus attention in and breathe out. Just be noticing your breath either around your nostrils where it's very subtle but you can feel cool air coming in. Stay in that spot. Notice any coolness and then as you breathe out You might notice a slight warmth, maybe it feels a little warmer and uh, more moist coming out. Or you can just be aware of your belly rising out, pushing out a little bit when you inhale contracting a little bit when you exhale. Just notice that part of your body. Those are two spots you can where you can work with your breath in this practice. Let it all feel very natural. Once your body is, feels upright and supported, then you can relax. Your spine holds you upright, or even lying down, you can be stretched out with your spine, stretched out and feeling comfortable. And let everything relax. Bring your chin down a bit. Let the body breathe and just be aware of the body breathing. for that quality of being are you being attentive from moment to moment or is your mind distracted from moment to moment when you notice it's distracted just come back to the breath Allow your body to relax. as we end our time to sit before we do some leaving, let's send merit. May everything we do and say and think today be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all beings everywhere, throughout the universes. Start with yourself and just allow it to expand and grow, creating a refuge for yourself and for others. Thanks. So, let's check. So, her first chapter in this book is on generosity. Begins with a quote from the Buddha. Generosity brings happiness at every stage of its expression. We experience joy in forming the intention to be generous. We experience joy in the actual act of giving something. And we experience joy in remembering the fact that we have given. So she begins each chapter with a little chart, a little part of her chart. Um, And this is how she, she says, she says, I say this chart to myself this way. So we're starting with generosity If I intend to perfect my capacity for generosity, I need to be alert for every opportunity that presents itself in which I can share. The sharing itself, the generous act, will become the habit by means of which I can experience directly the joy of not feeling needy, the ease of a peaceful mind, And I'll be inspired to cultivate that habit by sharing, by recognizing that my life, and everyone else's too, is challenged. And that comforting and being comforted are pleasures. When I feel I have enough, I am content. And then she talks about generosity meditation I have a a framed Nicole Hollander Sylvia cartoon on the wall in my kitchen. Sylvia is typing a list of responses you hope to have the occasion to say. Everyone always laughs at yes, it is unusual to have won an Olympic medal and the Nobel Peace Prize, and could you bring me leather pants in a size 2? They laugh at Sylvia's answer to the question, Ma, do you want anything from the store? Just get me two of everything. And they chuckle as I always do when they read the response that tops Sylvia's type list. No thanks, I have everything I need. The best thing about generosity is enjoying the feeling of not needing. It's a great freedom, so stop. You don't need to go on right now. The whole book will wait. Smile, take a deep breath in and out in whatever position you are, sitting or lying down, make yourself comfortable. In a minute when you finish reading the instructions, you'll close your eyes. But now as you read, notice that you can feel your body, especially now that I've directed your attention to it even as you read, even as you read. You'll notice that your body, in a regular pattern, fills with breath as air comes into it and then eases back down as the breath goes out. No one needs to do anything. Breathing happens all by itself. And awareness happens all by itself. Excuse me. In the next several minutes, after you close your eyes, you will be able to let your awareness rest just in this sensation. Think of it as a gift to yourself, a sabbatical. To support your gift, give away any thought that arises in your mind that might captivate or distract your attention. Even if it seems important, you don't need it. If it's important, it will come back later. Let it go. Open your hands, whether they are in your lap or alongside you, into a relaxed shape, a shape that shows you have enough. Now close your eyes, relax, and practice this generosity meditation for as long as you like. So why don't we do that again? We'll make this be part of the reading. Just relax your body. You're probably already pretty relaxed. Let your hands be open. So, open in the way she says, uh, open your hands, whether they are on your lap or alongside you, into a relaxed shape, a shape that shows you have enough. Now close your eyes, relax, and pro- practice this generosity Meditation for as long as you like. So I want you to do that today. Let's just do it for a few minutes to remind you this is a generosity meditation. You have enough. Just doing this little bit to remind you just do your regular meditation and let your hands be face up, palms up, and let your hands represent to you that you have enough. Just that feeling alone can be wonderful and if you have enough you can share and then probably feel like you have even more. So our abundance our having enough is a good starting place for our generosity. I just wanna share one little more story from generosity. Resounding generosity. My friend and teaching colleague James Faraz tells the story of how he still experiences the pleasure that he felt 30 years ago sharing a piece of cake with three of his friends. I think I've heard this story at least two dozen times, and I still love hearing it. He tells it at retreats, as part of a Dhamma talk, a lecture on what the Buddha taught, and seldom varies a single word of it. I know all the details, how he was a meditator at a silent retreat washing pots as his afternoon work assignment. One of the cooks offered him a piece of cheesecake, a rare treat that had not been part of the lunch or the retreatments. He describes his delight. Then he explains that in those days, people washed their own dishes and cups and set them on shelves along the wall to await the next meal. James knew which dishes belonged to his friends he describes cutting his cake into four pieces, eating one piece himself, and putting the three other pieces on his friend's dishes. By the time James arrives at the point in the story where he tells about the looks of pleasure and surprise on his friend's faces, as they arrive for the evening meal and found the cake in their dishes, and how he felt seeing them, he is clearly reliving the happiness of that moment I feel it sitting next to him. I hear it in his voice. I think everyone else in the room does too. The echo of that piece of chocolate of that piece of cheesecake, you can tell what I was thinking of. The echo of that piece of cheesecake is still reverberating. The particulars of generosity stories vary, of course, but certain elements are present in all of them. Formal translations of traditional Buddhist texts say the proximal causes for the arising of generosity the proximal cause for the arising of generosity is realizing that something can be relinquished. This means that acts of generosity are preceded by the awareness I have this and I can give it away. I don't need to keep it but also has to be present in the awareness of having something that might be useful, pleasant, or comforting to to other people, as well as a sense of other people's needs. Louise M. Davis was the principal donor for the building of a very beautiful Symphony Hall in San Francisco. It's named for her A newspaper story just after the building was inaugurated quoted her response to an interviewer's question why did you give this gift of six million dollars she was said to have replied because i had it i thought her answer was wonderful it was so uncomplicated it was stating the obvious of course she had it otherwise she couldn't have given it and although She could have offered an opinion. France, France, San Francisco needs a symphony hall with modern acoustics or a personal reflection. I've always loved music, it's important to me. She didn't do that either. She just said, I had it. So simple. Sitting in Davies Hall, enjoying a performance, I've often thought she should have had it and not given it. Oh, she could, I'm sorry, that didn't make sense. I've often thought she could have had it and not given it. Not feeling needy is what allows generosity to happen, but it doesn't obligate it to happen. The impulse to do something has to be present, recognizing the possibility of creating delight or of alleviating suffering are both sources of that impulse. Both are responses to people rather than ourselves. Both provide pleasure. Then they talk about the story, and this will be my last reading. They talk about visiting a a teacher Sri HWL Punja uh, in India. And then the last day of a, of a program, he, uh, he agreed to see Sylvia and James Perez and had a private interview. And he asked, what do you teach? We teach mindfulness and loving kindness meditation, James replied and we especially emphasize generosity. There is no such thing as generosity, Punjaji said. James and I exchanged glances that said, uh-oh, here have we just started this interview and already done it wrong? No such thing at all, Punjaji repeated. There is only the awareness of need and the natural impulse of the heart to address it. If you're hungry and your hand puts food in your mouth, you don't think of the hand as generous, do you? If people in front of you are hungry and you feed them, it's the same, isn't it? They talked afterward, maybe he's right. Let's think this through. If in the spring I am putting away my winter clothes, I think I didn't wear this at all, I'll give it to the Salvation Army. Maybe that isn't generosity. Maybe it's just closet cleaning. Maybe generosity is happening when I'm thinking, I did wear this a few times. It is still stylish. I like it. I could save it and wear it sometime, or I could give it to the Salvation Army and then finally decide I'll give it away. Maybe that's generosity. I looked at James. Isn't that generosity? Maybe, he said, it's a moment of realizing that not needing has won out over needing. Or i said that someone else's needing has won out over my needing. I know it works that way for me. When I am not confused or frightened, I'm able to respond to needs beyond my own. I think that's true for everyone. When we are personally at ease, the pain of other people, even people we don't know, touches us and we are moved to end it. Responding feels more comfortable than not responding. And I think that when people say thank you in response to a kindness we've offered them, we say, it's my pleasure, because it is. They ended their conversation by agreeing, maybe there is no way, no such thing as someone who is generous. Maybe there are only causes and conditions for relinquishing and receiving, but there is generosity. Generosity arises in response to the awareness of particular beneficiaries and particular needs. When we deliver a gift personally, we get to have the pleasure. Of seeing the response, when we contribute to a cause—preserving national parks, or ensuring voting rights, or funding cancer research—we imagine how our gift will be received. I think Louise Davies must have been very pleased by the thought that thousands and thousands of people, including people like myself, would enjoy the music if she gave the gift that would build the hall. Also. She had it. So that's it for Friday. And speaking of generosity, um, the end of this month, I think that the very uh, July 30th, the last Saturday of the month, there's the international uh, food di- uh, large dinner, a sit-down dinner. It's a very limited number but there are tickets available so. If you're interested, it's a fundraiser that was begun last year because our two large fundraisers, The Taste of Sri Lanka, had been canceled. And um, those were funds that these are for funds to keep the temple operating in Woodstock. So it's for a very local home and the monks there, but uh, primarily for keeping the building going and maintaining the building that we all love. So that's, um, it's going to be, but this is foods from all different, several different countries. So you have, you get to sample and taste everything. And uh, it was a big success last year. So, so big that they've decided to make it an annual, very special dinner at the temple. So uh, you can go on the Blue Lotus website and get information about it. They have live auction there and they have lots of raffles, so it's, an, it's, a, it's a wonderful way to support the temple, and if you can go and you have uh, people you'd like to invite, you can get all those details. But I think they, they ended up, uh, that, I mean, it was a lifesaver for the temple, and it was so well received that now it's going to become something to really get excited about in the summer so go to the blue lotus website or the uh, Facebook page and i think you can get more information on a site to go to a website that has all the auction items and the raffle items and you can you can get the win those even if you don't uh, can't don't make it in person to the evening so I didn't choose generosity to talk about today because of that, but I was asked yesterday to mention this this fundraiser, so it just was very serendipitous it worked out this way. So thank you everybody for being a big part of my practice, and uh, may you be well, and may you be happy, and may you be contented, and may you be safe, and remember that everything we do is helping, is helping ourselves, everything we do that's good and true and kind and without harm, that's, those are the teachings of the Buddha. We're helping ourselves, we're purifying our minds. We don't live, we don't have regret in our lives and we can experience happiness and peace, but we're also providing that for a lot of others. Along the way. So thank you. I should be here Sunday.